unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Yeah, baby, let's light it up tonight. What's going on, boys and girls? Hey, it's Christopher Roush, and this is the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Ha, ha, ha. Happy Tuesday night, everybody. And of course, what time is it? It's 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Just put it on your calendar. You guys know we're here every single week coming to you live, either by myself or with a guest, bringing you the Raw and Unscripted conversations that is designed to move you to shift your attitude and your perspectives and ultimately your actions to create fucking massive confidence. That's what we want for you guys. We want you guys to have massive confidence. We want you to walk away from this conversation feeling empowered, feeling inspired, feeling educated, but most of all, feeling in control of your thought patterns to be able to change what it is that's not working for you so that you can have a truly kick-ass life. So as always, whether you're wise watching us live or you're watching us on the replay, ask us those questions. This is a conversation between me, my, my guest and you guys. Um, so again, if you're not here watching this live and you still have a question for us, myself or my guest or both of us will come back and answer that question just to make sure that you get the answers that you need. And if it's after the fact, please connect with our guest after the fact and connect with them and ask them the question directly by all means. So ladies and gentlemen, man, it's been a crazy week. Um, geez, you know, I, I just, I just want to talk about blessings for a minute. You know, you guys, I always talk about how hard we work and how hard we go. And the, the, the fact of removing the excuses from our life to really have a kick-ass life to really do and go step above what has normally been our best to really achieve uncommon results. Right. Um, I'm blessed to say that in the last couple of weeks, I've been asked to go speak to uh, a men's retreat in Cancun, Mexico for three days. Uh, so I'm inspired to about do, doing that. That's going to be fantastic. So I'm totally stoked about that. Also going to be speaking in Arizona at another event uh, in also in October. So blessed about that. Um, there's just so much going on right now. And, uh, you know, part of that goes to what I'm doing with 75 hard. You guys have been following me. I'm on day 43 of 75 hard. What's going on? Oh, what's up? And I was like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, Ray, Ray's in the house. Ray's a part of the 75 hard unstoppables, the group that we have here on Facebook that I'm leading to get us through the 75 hard program. If you're not familiar with it, go check it out. Um, but I owe a lot of my mindset and my self accountability to the fact that I can do something like Uh, overnight, I'm going to go ahead and commit to myself to giving up drinking, to giving up all the bad food, to giving up sugar, to doing two workouts a day for 45 minutes each, one of them being outside. What we do is what we what we, what we give up is what we gain is the fact that now I am more clear about my mission and my vision and my purpose. I'm more clear in the things that I'm articulating. I'm having better conversations with people. I'm coaching much more effectively. I'm signing contracts. When we raise our vibration to what it is that we're capable of and we don't stay in the mediocre and the complacency of what life usually traps us in by our beliefs, vibrationally, things start coming into your life and abundance starts coming into your life. And when we're always hoping, wishing, and praying that someday things are going to change, um, my advice to you guys, and, and I'm living proof of it, being a seventh grade homeless dropout before to where I'm at today, I'm living proof that you just keep going. You keep raising your standards above what it is that you're doing today. You raise your standard tomorrow, 1%. You take that compound interest and you apply it over 365 days and look what happens. You exponentially increase and, and level up your game. And that's what I'm teaching you guys. I've got a group coach 
coaching program coming up September 13th. Uh, it's going to make it affordable for you guys. I want to make it impactful. It's going to be six months. So if you're interested, go to ChristopherRoush.com. Check out the group coaching tab. Go in there, fill out an application. I want to talk to you. Uh, it's by application only. So if you're called to really treat the rest of 2021 and 2022, uh, like you really want to own it as opposed to it owning you and keeping you comfortably miserable, uh, check me out. And as well, you know, as far as blessings go, we can always look at what it is that we don't have. But as a result of me being on the board of directors for Help Heal Humanity, you guys know I talk about this a lot. I've had the blessing to interview uh, probably about 60 people over the last couple of months as uh, they come in applying for pillar director positions. And the thing that I'm blessed about in this position to be able to interview these people is there's so many amazing folks out there, just like you and I, who are wanting to give of themselves, give their gifts to make this world a better place for who they are and what they do. Uh, not from ego standpoint, not from anything else, but people are at a point now where they're not fulfilled in their jobs. They're not fulfilled in the possessions they have. They're not fulfilled unless they're truly sharing their gift is what, and what's that's what I preach to you guys. So if you're in a situation where you don't know what to do next and you're feeling like I should be more grateful, go give your gift, go, go to helphealhumanity.org, check out the volunteer position, see what's going on anywhere at anything that, that inspires you, go give your gift. And I promise you, your life is going to exponentially increase. Uh, I know that from a fact, I know that for myself. I know that for my guest, Mr. Daniel Gomez, who I'm going to be bringing on here in just a second. So, uh, what's up misfits Ray's in the house. Hey, 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 even Daniel Gomez is in the house. He's, he's, he's both a guest and a viewer. That's pretty badass. Uh, Ray saying, what's up, what's up. And, uh, Ray says, preach brother. Absolutely. I'm going to preach. I mean, it's, it's, that's what it's all about. And lastly, the one little bit of information I want to give you guys is um, yours truly has not been very good about updating his podcast. This is actually a podcast. It's been more of a video cast than, that, than a podcast, but I'm happy to say that all of my episodes are now uploaded. So if you like to watch me as well as perhaps listen to me, please go to ChristopherRoush.com. Go over to the podcast tab. You'll see it under media and click subscribe. You can go and subscribe to whatever your favorite platform is. All of the shows are updated. So please, I know that uh, people have been asking me about that for a while. Uh, there's the link right there, ChristopherRoush.com podcast shows. You can see there's a little subscribe thing, pick Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is that you want to do, and would love to connect you through there as well. So without any further ado, I met this gentleman. I've known this gentleman for quite some time. I followed him uh, secretly here in social media for a while. I love his message. I love his enthusiasm. And most of all, I love his heart. And through COVID and everything else that we've all been through for the last 18 months uh, in a special app called Clubhouse, he and I got connected and we were able to share rooms together, share stages together uh, in rooms that went for hours and hours and hours. And what I noticed from Daniel is the fact that he is true to his word and he does pour completely out of his heart. So I'm excited to have him here on the Raw and Scripted Show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Daniel, quote, business coach Gomez. What's going Ooh, on, Daniel? What's up, brother, man? Dang, I'm excited, man. He got me rowdy, rowdy, and bowdy, body with that introduction, man. And I tell you what, I love you, brother. Thank you for having me on your show, Raw and Unscripted. And I'm just ready to add value, man. I've been looking forward to this all day over here. It's nine o'clock where I'm at in Texas, in the big state of Texas. So, man, I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll, man. I'm excited. I actually, I brought some music for you, brother. Woo! Let's do this. Come on. We got Texas. Woo! Let's make it happen, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love it. I love it. Let's start the energy. Let's start the let's start the show off with a lot of fire. We love it. I love it. Um, the big state of Texas. Yeah, Texas isn't making the news lately, is it? Not much. Anyways, I don't want to talk about any of that crap. Um, brother, thank you so much for being here and, and, and being here later in the day uh there in Texas. Um, I just kind of mentioned COVID and, and talked about Clubhouse and whatnot. One of the things I've been asking a lot of my guests recently is what they have personally seen in themselves shifting over the last 18 months with COVID and all of us having to pivot. You're a speaker. You've been on, you're always on stages and whatnot. And of course, COVID hits. 
What did you personally gain out of these last 18 months personally? And what have you seen also in the people that you coach and that you lead? How have they pivoted or not pivoted? And let's talk a little bit, a little bit about that. Well, I think this goes with your title of your, of your show, man, Ron is scripted. It just magnifies who you're more of. I think under pressure, right? Under pressure, under stress, the real you comes out. And there was a lot of great things that came out of me, but there was also some junk that was still left deep down inside, man. And when that happened to me, I lost like $40,000 of, of paid speaking gigs. And I realized that I had to do some things new. And that's when our podcast was born, Daniel Gomez Inspire Show, which I didn't want to do. Because I'm like, who's going to listen to my podcast? And lo and behold, at the end of the year, we won podcast of the year. So I say that because it just really exposed who you were at the core, who you were at the center, right? Because we can go on Clubhouse, we can go on Facebook, we can go on IG, on Twitter, whatever it is, and we can put on this facade of BS, right? And mm -hmm. the thing is this, is under pressure, the real you is going to come out. And I think we saw that during 2020, the real people came out and a lot of it wasn't good. And for me, I had to deal with some stuff that was deep, deep, deep down inside of me because so many great things happened. And sometimes when you get that, just think, just think of a typhoon, right? A tidal wave of, of goodness. And if you're not used to that to a new level, you start to self-sabotage, man. And I tell you, when we got into our new house here where we're at, our new studio, I had to deal with some crap that was buried deep down inside of me that I had to get out, but I caught it. And the thing is, most people, we'd rather avoid the controversy within ourselves and deal with the real controversy within us. And right. this is what we do though. I blame it on Christopher. Oh, well, he just don't like me. Or we blame it on our wives, on our, on our husbands, on our kids. We take it out on our kids. So I, to answer your question on lump sum, I think either you dealt with the healing issues you needed to deal with deep down inside of you, or you avoided a man. Mm hmm. Yeah, you either repressed them or suppressed them even deeper. I love that you say that. And I, that's one of the things that was that I was proud of saying in the intro is that is that you're vulnerable and that you're you're congruent and that you're real. Talk to us about that. What was what, what was it that you knew that you had stuff to deal with? Because so many so many people know that. But what was what was the awakening for you? Like, OK, I got to deal with this and I'm not going to suppress it. I'm not going to repress it. I'm actually going to dig it up because I know that it's going to be for me. Talk to us about that process. How would that realization go? And did it impact anybody in your family? Well, yeah, of course, because and, and, and I'm going to talk to you in, in just business savvy and dollar signs, right? Because I think everybody can relate to money and value. And, and this was real for me. Sure. I came back from the automotive background. I ran multi-million dollar corporations. So I was used to making a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a year. That was my that was my I that was used to that. So when I came out of the gates and, and our business started flourishing, I was making that already, right? I was making that type of income. Well then last year when COVID hit came. It elevated even more. And then when God said, hey, sell your house, buy this new house. And I'm like, that's my wife. I think God wants us to buy a new house. And she thought I was crazy. She goes, you better go back and pray again, right? <laughs> she never challenges me, dude, never. But the thing is this, our house was paid off, right? Our house was paid off. And in her mind, she's like, why would God tell us to do that? I said, he just said to do it. So the process started. Now we're at right here in the studio that I'm in. It's like, we got the horseshoe driveway, the waterfall in the front. We got the in the back jacuzzi you name it and i was excited it's like the first date right i first meet chris and i'm excited got my new best friend but then the excitement wears off after two months or so and you go back to that cognitive thinking that conditioning that we have we're hardwired and a little bit of undeservedness started coming out and i started like feeling frustrated and my wife's like what's wrong with you dude it's like i don't know but i found myself like just dealing with stuff that was coming up and i i knew what it was but i didn't know what it was i knew there was something that i wasn't receiving mm -hmm. 
and, you know, I, there wasn't even a time I, I broke a wine glass because I was just so upset about something stupid. And but I'm being real. Right. But I, I had to really go deep within myself and say, God, what's going on? And God said, you know, you're not receiving the blessing. You're not receiving that next level blessing. And think about this. Right. Today was a great example. We went to go have lunch with the great some great people from LinkedIn that we met. And just the simple fact is, hey, man, you came in from out of town to visit us. I'm going to pay for your lunch. No, I got it. I got it. Like, no, let me just pay for your lunch. It's whatever. But people sometimes can't even receive a simple lunch. Mm -hmm. So think about now you're talking about a half a million dollar house. That's your dream house. But there's a part of you that says you haven't dealt with this shame and that guilt. And most people never deal with that because they'd rather just hide it under alcohol. They'll hide it under food. They'll hide it under shopping, sex addiction, whatever it is. And man, for me, it was just anger, right? I had, I, when I get angry, I know there's something I'm not, I'm not dealing with. Yep. And I had, a, I had to go deeper, man. And I'll tell you, it took me about six weeks to deal with it. I cried. I mean, I'd be lying to you if I didn't, but just stuff that came up from, from my dad. I remember my dad, they, they were going to kill him one time because we used to own this, this club, this bar. And I remember being like five years old and I was like in front of my dad, right? Don't shoot him. Don't shoot him. Like wow. that people came to me like vividly, like I was crying in, in, in this healing process. And God just helped me with that, man, because it's just as a kid, right? I mean, the gun was in front of me. I was there. I remember it, the, the, I, it was there, right? It's called arrested development. And most of us, we don't deal with that arrested development trauma that's stuck in our souls. Mm. Dude, you're, you're, you're firing on all cylinders right out of the gate, man. I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing this. Just want to acknowledge we got uh, Crystal in the house. What's up, Crystal? She says, hi, Daniel. Uh, Ray says, that is awesome, Daniel. We got Robert in the house. We got Scott is in, the, in the house. He says, good evening, everyone. Uh, he says, DNC, keeping it real. I think that's Daniel and Chris keeping it real. Absolutely. We got, uh, yeah, we got, so hey, by the way, guys, in case you're just joining us, make sure that if you have questions, uh, be sure to ask us this because we got a riveting conversation going on already. Um, you know what, Daniel, I love what you talk about because, you know, I, I say the same thing. It's like, you know, we can either go towards the things that we fear or go towards the things that, that, that may make us uncomfortable. But for me, knowing that everything that I've been through in my life, looking back at it historically, I know that everything I went through it prepared me for something to go through. Um, talk to us about fear. You know, was there any point in looking at this, this, this dark devil that was with inside of you? Was there a fear associated with it? And talk to us about how we can help eliminate other people's fears, like the fear of the unknown and how they do want to run away from their problems. Well, the fear is this, the fear is to deal with yourself, right? The fear is, how can I say this? Like we run from the very thing that is going to help us. It's, it's like, it's, it's like confrontation. We don't, people don't like confrontation, but when you approach it from a civil manner and you don't raise your voice and you don't take things personal with your spouse, with a friend, just say me and you are having some issues. And I'd be like, Chris, can, can we talk and be honest with each other? And I think just talking to yourself, so many people that suppress their emotions, if they would just talk to somebody like a, just ha talk to and think about guys, right? I mean, Dude, I, I grew up in the heavy metal stage with you. I used to love Metallica, Iron Maiden, Slayer, and you're like, yeah, F the world and do this and do that. And real men don't cry. And we suppress all these things as men that that's where the anger comes from. That's where the resentment comes from. And that's where the FTW that comes from. But I say that because once I learned how to just talk to people and it said, wow, this helps me, right? And then you talk to yourself and you're like, you know, Daniel, you're, you're not a bad guy. You, you're, you're, you're okay, man. What you did, you did. And I realized that the failures that I had were not making me a failure. 
And even though I made a lot of mistakes, it didn't make me a mistake. But mm. so, many, so many men and women, we make those mistakes and we embody, right? We don't just embrace that identity. We embody that identity as a mistake and as a failure. And then what does that do, right? It, it produces shame. It produces guilt. So the fear is this, right? Well, what if somebody finds out of what I used to do? Hey, man. I used to be on a hardy. There's times I would come home at two o'clock in the morning. I got nothing to hide. My wife, my wife, my wife knows where I was, right? She knows that I used to just like to ride and have fun. So if my wife knows and God knows, well, who else, who else is going to judge me? Exactly. I had to just forgive myself. And I think that's where the, the shame comes from that you never deal with. And it just grows and grows and grows because you don't deal with it and you don't forgive yourself. And God's like, Hey, Chris, Hey, Daniel, dude, like, DNC, right? I'm, I already forgave y'all. Are y'all two knuckleheads ready to forgive yourselves that we can get the show on the road already? Like the band's waiting and you're the singer, you're the guitarist, and I need you to forgive yourself. Let's go. We got a show to do. Right. But we stay in that self-pity, right? In that cup of sorrow. And we just feel sorry for ourselves and we never deal with it. And that's where the fear comes from is like, man, are those skeletons going to come out of the closet? And it's like, you know, I don't got no skeletons to hide because... I am who I am. I already asked for my forgiveness to myself. And I think that's that's the fear is, is the fear of unworthiness, the fear of really just saying, do I deserve this? And once you realize that, you know, I do deserve this. And you really just talk to people. Right? A, 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 a simple tip for your audience right now is just talk to somebody. Go to, go to yourself. Like the other day, I went out to the, the, I like to go up about 30 minutes away from my house, about an hour from San Antonio. Bandera City Park, and I go park under this tree. I just read my Bible, and I just talk to God and talk to myself, and it's relaxing, man. It's just like you get that that suppression out, like you said. You don't you don't hold it in, and you release it, and it's those very toxins, those emotions that kill us in the inside. And I know this because my brother, I call him Junior Ted, and like he literally killed himself, man, because he wouldn't. He was just he he carried resent. He never got. Our mom passed away when I was ten. He was like seventeen, eighteen. And he never got over it, right? He all he bottled this in, bottled it in for his whole life. And he just it came to a point where he just he was always sick because he had so much bitterness, envy, and just resentment, right? Resentment was resentment's a mother, man. If you don't deal with that, mm -hmm. think about this. We've all met this one person, whether it's at a, a friend, whoever it is, and you see them and you're like, How old are you? And you're what? You're 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 40, you're 35, and do they look older than me? uh-huh but it's that is that resentment that they hold in and that unforgiveness and that bitterness and it just it, it eats you up from the inside out man mm -hmm. they're drinking they're drinking a poison that they expect other people to get to, to die of oh yeah i'm gonna be all bitter and and they're I'm gonna make their life miserable and they only make their own life miserable it's it's amazing how much when you think about it, i was telling somebody the other day they were having an issue with this and i said do you realize that we are on a spinning blue marble out in the middle of space and in the grand scheme of things, in the speck of time, we're here like a magnet of dust. And you're worried about the opinion of somebody on social media who doesn't even fucking know you. It's all irrelevant. And I said, I said, I said, and then this person was in their mid forties. And I said, think about the last 10 years. And they said, okay, I'm going to think about the last 10 years. And I said, how fast did those go by? And she went, they went by like that. And I said, well, guess what? The next 10 years are going to go by like just like that as well. So you can decide whether to be a victim or a victor. You can sit there and decide to pivot and take what has happened 
for you in your life that is preparing you for the next level and choose to get out of your own way. But what I found the most that's happening, Daniel, and I want your opinion on this because you talked about, you know, the resentment and everything. Um, you were able to forgive yourself. Talk to us about that journey of forgiveness and, and how it relates to your younger years. When you were talking about being five years old and standing from your, standing in front of your dad, you know, not wanting him to get shot. Talk to us about how some of those situations in your youth actually impacted you later in life. And maybe that was part of it in realizing you could accept abundance. Do they interrelate? Yeah. Well, I think it just, it, um, man, you, you have, for me, it was trust issues. I, I had trust issues going on and I didn't know why I had two things that, that, that hindered me as when I was younger, it was, it was, tr it's trust and anger. And why was I always angry? Why, why didn't I trust people? And both of those came from my dad. Just remembering my dad, I was like, you know, I remembered how he would treat my mom and just ways he was. And even though he passed, my mom passed away and my dad kind of brought me up. It just, it, it I was still angry at him. And it, it, what, what really sucked was that he was, after he passed away, it's like, I was still angry. And God says, you got to forgive your dad. I'm like, well, he's gone. Right. Right. Cause I was, I was having trust issues this way with God because this way with my dad, laterally, I was like, I, I, my only, how can I love a heavenly father? My earthly father, I had so much anger towards him for the way he was with my mom when she was already, you know, sick and on her deathbed. So that was, that, that was the anger that I had to forgive my father. And then the trust issues were just trusting the fact that like, right. Because the guy that was there in front of my dad was a friend of his and some stuff that came around and this, I knew, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know to say the relationship, but I knew I had seen them with my dad before hanging out and, you know, camaradas, friends, buddies, you hang out, you, you, you yeah. kind of, they're in the circle. And I'm thinking like, this guy was here with my dad before. Like, why, why is this happening? I don't, I didn't say anything, of course, because I was only five or six years old, but I remember that and it plays out in your head. So as you're growing up, you're always like, man, can I trust this person? man, can I trust this guy? And even to this day, right? I, I mean, it, it, it's a sad thing, but it's stuff that I'm dealing with. If, if somebody says, hey, man, um, you know, can we go over to your house? I'm like, well, who are you bringing over? <laughs> I'm real picky about that. I just am. And well, age, you got to be, I mean, to be serious. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But I think sometimes I do a little bit of overkill, to be honest with you. Right. But I, I'm just being real, right? I got to be like, I'm working at it. And I think that's why I went to the park a month ago and just hung out and talked to the guy and I said, Hey, heal me. Right. Cause I, it's a, it's a new level. And I think what we don't realize Chris is fear is going to be there no matter what, if, mm -hmm. if, if you get to the point where you're not fearful, you're not growing. And what I mean by that is, is, is I came out as a speaker. Then from a speaker really came out as started coaching. And I had, I didn't like, man, I was like, I, my intentions weren't to be a coach when I started. And then when, when COVID happened, it was, the podcast came out. That was fearful for me because it's like, man, who's going to listen? Like, am I going to stink? How, who's going to listen to me? And then where am I going to get my guests from? And then we started sticker shock speaking Academy. And it's like, well, who's going to come to our speaking Academy? Cause I'm thinking everybody's speaking and they're not getting paid to speak. Like God gave me a gift to be able to find these gigs that I made over six figures, just speaking my first two years out of the gate. But I just thought everybody was doing it. But it turns out that a lot of speakers had managers, managers, there's no event. So guess what? They, a lot of people didn't know how to get paid to speak. Mm -hmm. so all these things came out and now, yeah, it was man. You're talking about putting up thousands of dollars up front to get that next level of your business out. And you got to bet on yourself. And most people, they're not willing to bet on themselves at a higher level. And you got to do that. Right. You, you just think about LeBron James and the Michael Jordans. They, they hired 
Tim Grover to to take their their, their and they paid millions of dollars to this guy. Yeah. But most people they get content they, they get complacent at that level of mediocrity of success, and then they never go for the next one. And I think I'm always fearful, but even though I'm scared, right? I know that God's with me, and I'm like, okay, God, just guide me, walk me through this. And I think just the fact that I know He walks me through this, it gives me peace to bet on myself even more, man. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it, dude. Thank you. You're dropping bombs right now. I just saw a comment. I'm going to get to here in a second. Uh, Jacqueline's with us. She says, I used to be a very negative person and it is all in the mindset. I don't want to feel that way anymore. So I changed. I have to keep an eye out for negativity from creeping back in and I have triggers. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why, you know, 10 years ago, I stopped re watching the news and following politics. I was just like, Oh my God, I want to be informed, but it was started driving crazy. And I was yelling at the television set at 11 o'clock at night, expecting shit to change. I was just like, Okay, uh, I'm not gonna go lobby. I'm not gonna go. Uh, I'm, not, I'm gonna vote and everything. So I'm like, I just stopped watching, and I, my happiness quotient level went through the ceiling when I stopped. I'm like, oh, maybe if I stop hanging around negative people too, that'll go away. And it's not that I want to be in a, in a in a vacuum full of all the same like-minded people and everything like that. Definitely not. But it's amazing what you do when you start uh, getting rid of the negative influences in your life. So congratulations on that, Jacqueline. We got Sonia in the house. What's up, Sonia? Nice to see you. Thank you for spending your Tuesday evening with us. She says, Daniel best interview ever thank you for sharing your story i love it i love it thank you for being here uh we got robert saying his nice stuff he says uh most of us who live with social phobia speak to calm ourselves if we speak we are calm yeah. absolutely absolutely i have adhd on crack and i found out that it wasn't i thought it was a it was like a uh um a nervous thing in my in my body or something like that and i found out it was actually because i didn't have any attention growing up so i constantly have to occupy my mind with something to keep the attention going otherwise i go then i go to my thoughts and i think okay i'm nothing and it's kind of a crazy thing that that works that way yeah but, and, uh, I, and i love what jacqueline said right one thing that you got to do is, is you have to change your environment you have to change your environment and so many people like you know i came from that even though i was very successful in business i still like to ride my harley and I had to get away from that biker scene, man. I, I had to. If, if, I, if I was going to be the speaker that I wanted to become, there came a point where I had to turn the, my back on my old life. And it hurt. It hurt, mm -hmm. right? And you know this because the journey of an entrepreneur, you get lonely. And six months into it, man, I felt like committing so an entrepreneur suicide. I was like, why am I struggling with this? this is, it was hard. But to answer what Jackie said, right, not that the people were – we're all negative, but it's just like their frame of reference or frame of mind was different to where I wanted to go. And you have to let go of those people and not in a bad way. I mean, I still associate with a lot of them, but it's just, I had to make room for the new in my life. And so many times what hinders us as business owners or as entrepreneurs or just anything and just in life and your career, we don't make room for the new and we hold on. And a lot of the thing is this, we don't even realize half the crap is negative because it just seems like normal when in reality it's not normal no no it's not normal and that and to your point i mean that's such a great aspect of looking at things is so many people don't realize the, the muck and the mediocrity that they're in i love asking people questions so i'll ask them when did it become acceptable to uh be overweight when did it become acceptable to not care about yourself when did it become acceptable not to be the best parent you possibly could be and start asking those questions that people can like can sit there and say well it's not acceptable okay well let's shift the pattern of thinking right now because obviously you think it's acceptable because it's happened so what is it that needs to change in your mindset to to, to create an opportunity for this to actually become an improvement and getting them to think that way and getting them to spin those those positive cycles one way i get to people to do that and i want to get your opinion on this is i find that i was going after the big fish in situations like what are the big excuses what are the big things uh, holding you back i want the big fish let's find the root of it and let's kill it let's crush it 
but the thing I found, Daniel, in, especially in the last year and talking with so many people and giving complimentary coaching uh, uh, sessions out is I found that it wasn't really in the big things. It was in all the little things. So I started creating this, this exercise for my, for my clients. And I said, okay, I just want you to take out a pad of paper and, and, and a pen. And I want you to write down all the things that you're tolerating personally and professionally. So all the things you're tolerating from yourself, no tolerations. Like I'm tolerating the fact that I'm always later. I tolerate the fact that I take 20 minutes to do my, whatever it is that I'm tolerating that I want to change. And then all the other tolerations for everything else. I'm tolerate the, the fact that the hose always leaks. I tolerate the fact that my tire has a slow leak in it. And so I tell my clients to do this. And it was, it was crazy, dude. When I did it myself, I first time I did it, it was like, I came up with like a few. And then I started thinking about it. I said, oh, I'm going to go through the week and figure out how many things I'm actually really tolerating. Tolerating the fact that the top doesn't close on this thing. So sometimes it spills and I have to, I have all the things I was talking. I wound up with over 75 things I was tolerating. And I sat down and I did the same exercise with my, with my clients and they come back and they say, oh, I'm just tolerating these things. I'm like, go think about it. And they come back and they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, yes. And I said, okay, what would your life be like if you pick three of those tolerations and actually attacked them and got rid of them, actually stood up for yourself, changed the situation that you're in. What would your life be like if you didn't have those three things in your life bugging you every single day? What are your thoughts on the tolerations, the low-hanging fruit that sometimes we don't see? Well, what you tolerate, you'll never change. Right? What you tolerate, you're never going to change. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, most of us, we tolerate a lot more than what you just said. I would say it's even higher than that because we tolerate the fact of how treat people treat us. One thing that I'll say is that when I work with a new client and they're coming on board and they're like, well, so-and-so treats me like this and my husband does this and my wife does this and my kids do this and my boss does this or my business is this. And I'm like, well, guess who trains them how to treat you? What do you mean? Yeah, well, you're the one training them how to treat you. If you allow people to disrespect you, they're going to disrespect you. If you allow, if you, if you, if you train people how to talk to you a certain way, they're going to talk to you that mm -hmm. way. But it's you that's tolerating this behavior. And the more they get away with it, the more they're going to do it with you. And kids are smart too, right? Kids know what they can get away with. And if you're tolerating that, it's like my son never does this or my daughter never does this or my husband does this. My wife does this. My boss is always this way. Well, then speak up a little bit. I'm not saying to be disrespectful, mm -hmm. but say, hey, guess what? And another thing you tolerate too is, is you always say one thing that, I, that, that drives me crazy. I just talked about this with one of my clients is you don't always have to tolerate saying yes. You think you have to say yes to everything. And then it waters down your focus. And when you water down your focus, when you focus on too many things, you focus on nothing. Mm -hmm. and people don't realize that. And you tolerate just trying to keep everybody happy instead of keeping yourself happy. And then next thing you know, you really didn't do anything. And I, I say that because when 2020 came around, I really had a focus and people that I loved in our space. It's like, I stopped saying yes to a lot of things because I needed to focus on Daniel. I needed to focus on my family mm -hmm. and, and, and focus on where God was taking me to get clarity on that. And because I really did that, and even on my clubhouse bio, I put God is my CEO, and I mean that. It's like you, you, I said no to a lot of things I would have said yes to in 2018, 2019, and it, you just you, you got to refocus and you got to really do that, and you got to stop tolerating because people, you, you and I both know this, right? I mean, there's a lot of great people in our space, but there's a lot of people that too that are not great in our space. I mean, just being real. I mean, I'm just yeah. what it is, and dude, it's so true. And you learn who they are, and it's just like you know what I, I appreciate the invite, but I'm going to pass on the opportunity. And it's it's it, it is what it is, and I'm not ashamed to say it. But you got to not tolerate saying yes to everything. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. I love that. I, I have the same situation going on as well because I'm like very selective in who I like. We were talking about before trust and everything, selective, and especially in the industry that we're in. Um, that's why I only associate with people that are ready to be game changers on that and really got to get to the root of the problem and not just all that other stuff. But um, something you said in there is, is really important, Daniel. And and I think how what what is that shift like the shift from going from you know we're sold a bill of goods when we're kids we're like you know get you know get good grades or get a job and go to school and, and get a diploma and, and and do this and have a family and all this other stuff and then you can retire and be happy you know we're, we're told all these things we're programmed into our, our into our minds to believe what will make us happy you know a good relationship will make you happy a solid job will make you you know no credit uh delays will make you happy what is your definition of really finding true happiness. If you got to go back and talk to Daniel Gomez, 15 years old, 17 years old, what, what advice would you give to Daniel Gomez back then to, to have a happy life? And I'm doing it right now. I'm just, it's, it's really knowing who you are in God, right? When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, everything else doesn't matter. And I say that because it, it he, he starts to remove the labels that society has put on you that you're not good enough. You're too Mexican. You didn't go to college and like you said, we're conditioned to go to school and I don't not, I don't knock school. My, my daughter's going to get her master's and my son's a senior at Texas state university. So I believe in college, but it just, it wasn't for me. But I, I, I say that because everything I, I have, my mom passed away on me. I lost my dad. I lost two brothers and it's like, it's nothing's been given to me. So I, I say that because it's all on what you make of what, of what you've been dealt. Nobody chooses their parents. Nobody chooses their childhood. But you do choose how you react to the situations. And, and I think as we're conditioned, as we're growing up, we're, we're taught how to live a certain life, right? Stand in line, stand in line, be quiet. And you're talking about ADD. There's nothing worse than giving a, a person with an expressive personality like me and you. We're not meant to sit in a chair all day. Mm -hmm. And they give you this medicine to make you go to sleep. It's like, no, you're just hurting the kid in the long run. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think there comes a point where you really break free from that. And for me, when, when I really just really started saying, you know, when I almost lost my wife four years ago, I said, I need a change. And it's just taking that responsibility saying, no matter what I've been through, I could make all the excuses. Like you say, I could feel sorry for myself, but at the end of the day, I really stopped caring what other people said. And I had to start caring about and dealing with what was going on inside of me and telling myself who I really am, that I can do this. I don't, I don't, I'm qualified because God's already qualified me. And, and the big thing is like the house we have right now, you, you'd be surprised that it's one thing when, when I meet, just to say I'm, you meet somebody, right? We've all met that person that they're a successful multimillionaire business person. And you go to their house, like, wow, badass house. You didn't know their journey, but you met them at that stage. Right. And I see with me, right. A lot of people have seen my journey this past four years as we've moved and progressed. And it's like, then they start to judge you. Oh, I don't need a big house. Like, why do you need a big house? And it's like, <laughs> who doesn't want a big house? And then when I bought my car, the reason I bought my new Porsche was because it's strategic because my, my, my target market for coaching is executives, VP, COOs, right? Mm -hmm. And right away, it's like you, you see another coach say, oh, well, I, you know, I, I don't need the fancy car. And, and you, you know, it's, 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 it's not direct, but it's, it's indirect. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's it, it just it's Haters be hating. Yeah, but it, <laughs> they say it that way to make them feel better. But it is, it, but it doesn't bother me. But I just say, because God didn't create us to be mediocre, right? Yeah. When we realize that that those are just excuses to validate what we can never accomplish, right? Because people will criticize what they can't duplicate. 
People will criticize mm-hmm. what they can't duplicate. And and my my story to go with that is we were all born to be amazing, excellent, and to be above the bar, right? Our standards are up here because we're made in the image and likeness of God. And a great example of what I mean by that is, is, is a baby can swim as soon as they're born. If you get a, an infant that's born out of the mother's uterus, true story, mm-hmm. you throw that baby in a pool, it's going to swim by it on its own because it has that it has that capacity to do that. But as parents, we see them by the pool or we see them by the tub and we train them to be scared. Yes. And the same way us as human beings, we're, we're created to be fruitful, be multiplying, to be the successful people in, in business and life, right? That's the way we're created. But we're taught to live in poverty, lack and scarcity because that's the conditioning that we grew up in, in the environment. And I'll challenge anybody that says, well, I don't need this to be happy. Well, yeah, I don't need it either. But I'll tell you what, life's a lot easier when you have a nice studio to record your podcast in. It sure does help. Hell yeah. Yeah. Those people, those people, I always wish them well. <laughs> like, yeah, good luck with that. I don't give a shit. Move on. Life's short. Well, fuck off. You know, that's why I, I just, I'm, I have no time for that shit anymore. It's like when I really became in, in, in my journey, Daniel, I was always, I, I think, you know, I have know this. I was a suit and tie speaker before I was getting up on stage wearing the suit and tie doing and saying everything else everybody else was saying. And I got off stage at this multi-speaker event, like we were talking about. And I was surprised to hear some of the speakers and the things they were talking about after they're speaking on stage. I thought everybody was like me and just wanted to help people. You know, I just want to go out and help. Oh, I, oh shit. I'm supposed to be selling something. Oh shit. I didn't realize that. Sorry. Everybody's out there. Fuck. You know, how many sheets do we get? How many sheets do we get? I'm like, what's a sheet? I asked the photographer. I'm what's a sheet. He goes, the sheet is how many orders they got. And I'm like, that's so-and-so. Why is he so worried about sheets? He's and like, and I won't say who so-and-so was, but I found out a, a few of those so-and-sos are not the people that you see on their happy little infomercials and other bullshit. Um, I was mortified um, when I learned more about that. Um, so it's crazy. But when I, when I, when I ultimately became Chris and like, just, okay, I'm the no excuses coach. I did the different coaching. I wasn't congruent in my message. I wasn't congruent in, in my thoughts and my behaviors. I was pretending to be somebody I wasn't to fit in because I'd never fit in my life. So through that journey, like you were talking about my, mine took a little longer in six weeks. It took about two years, but as I went through it and discovered, I'm like, okay, we're born here to be who we are, but it's amazing how many of us will spend so much time wasted in trying to be something that we're not. The number one regret of the dying is that I lived the life that I thought I was supposed to live, not the life I wanted to live. Um, talk to us about that journey for you. And what, what is your big why in life? Cause I always think about things in terms of me, I came back from a, from a funeral one time and I was listening to this person getting eulogized and the God's honest truth. I was like, okay, if I died tomorrow, who would show up and what would they say? <laughs> for me, that was, that was a wake up call because I thought, okay, 10 or 15 of my homies are going to show up. They're going to be Motley Crue, Bon Jovi albums, and a bunch of beer and Jack Daniels. And they're going to tell stories about how Chris got drunk and did this. And Chris was stupid and did this. And Chris used to chase all these girls. And Chris had a 16. Oh yeah. He was homeless and he, and he helped people. And I thought to myself, I'm like, wow. So when I got home, as I always say, like we're talking about here, you know, I put it out on paper. I'm like, I'm going to write my eulogy and see what's up. And I wrote it and I wrote it. And when I read it back to myself, I read it out loud as though I was at you know a church or somewhere for me, it would be on a beach. And I read it and I had tears running down my face, Daniel. And the thing that surprised me the most, the things that I thought were important were not included in there when I back and when I went back and picked it out. And what was most important is that the, the, the line in the back at the end of it says that Christopher Roush will have fought for what was right and what was fair. He will have risked which, for which that mattered. And he will have left the earth a better place for who he was and what he did that day. I, I shifted so much in my life of what I was focusing on and who I was focusing on becoming and just surrendered and said, I'm just going to be me. 
And I went and I got a coach and I got into a mastermind and I said, okay, how do you do this shit when you just want to be you? And everybody's like, don't swear and don't wear a bandana. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to do that. I don't give a shit. And I got a lot of beat back. And now I've got all sorts of people coming to me going, Hey, how do I do that thing? Like you just be me. And I'm like, just be you. What's that journey been like for you? And what is your why? Man, I think for me, it, it was always, uh, I was the, I was the youngest cousin out of everybody here in San Antonio. And I was the ugly duckling to say, right. And, and I always try to fit in because my other, my older cousin was, you know, popular. My other cousin was, she was beautiful too and popular. And I was a fat little kid. And I think just trying to fit in, it was hard when I was younger. And then once that I started really just, as I was getting older, seventh grade came around. I remember running in the back of my, in the back of my yard, <laughs> imagine just a, a trail every summer, every day I'd run because I wanted to lose weight. And then I said, you know, I want to, I want to play sports. I played football in seventh grade and I lost all this weight. And I finally felt good about myself. And I never looked back. I never looked back. And I think for me, it was just stages that we go through. Right. But I think when, when I really came to know who I was and, and love me for who I am, like now, like, right. I don't care if people mock me and laugh at me about God. But I know who my CEO is, and I know that what I have is because of him. And I'm at peace with it. And the thing is, like, we really have fun at home. Like, we really go to the lake, and we have a good time with the kids. And I can have a civil conversation with my children, and I'm not yelling at them and, and talking down on my kids and telling them cuss words, and you're not going to mount to shit. And you're not, that's not our home. It's, that's not our energy. So that's who I am at the core. And, and people say, well, man, you talk about God a lot. I'm like, they can always unfriend me. <laughs> exactly. But that's who I am. But it's a prize. The people that you think are the happiest, like you made the comment, the reference to you see them on stage or you see them on social media and you think that they have this personification of who they pretend they want to be. It's like, I'm just me, right? I mean, you know, yeah. whether you see me speak here with you or in Clubhouse and, you know, I'm under pressure and I'm thinking about what to say. It's like, I don't say anything. Of course, you know, I get angry. I'm not going to say I'm not human and People, you're not going to piss me off, but it's like, that's, that's, I'm going to defend my family if I need to defend my family. You know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a chump. <laughs> I'll say this is that it's just like, when I really walk in that love and I try to see the best in everybody and, and, and not judge them because when we judge, we we're, we're judging what we see in ourselves and others and mm -hmm. criticize where it's really just jealousy. Like, man, I wish I could do that. Right. And they don't have the belief within themselves to play bigger. They don't have the belief in themselves to, to really do that. And I just really stopped caring because the truth is I'm never going to measure up to Chris. I'm never going to measure up to Tony Robbins because I'm not you. Right. I have my own DNA. And when I measure up to who Daniel Gomez was created to be, if I'm, if I'm not measuring up to myself, well, then I got a problem because God's saying, why aren't you being the best person of who you are? Why aren't you living to your full potential? And I think when you really just measure up to who you're created to be, that's when you're like, I tried my best. Like yesterday I had an off day, right? I, it was, I was just tired. We were at the lake all day Sunday, but I did what I needed to do. I did more than what I thought I was going to do, but I could have been lazy and not done half of what I did. So I said, why I've learned, this is the key. I think for a lot of us watching this is you got to give yourself those, that grace because God gives us that grace. Yeah. And even though I had a, a list of 20 things I had to do, Hey, I did 10. I'm ahead and I'm a lot more ahead than I was last week. Right. We did some order fulfillments for clients. We had some good coaching sessions and 
I'm gonna go to bed. I went to bed like at eight. I I would think I was in bed at eight thirty last night, man, because that's just how tired I was. But yeah, you gotta listen to your body. And I think the biggest lie that we've been told as entrepreneurs is rise and grind, right? Rise and grind. Like that doesn't sound even good. That doesn't even sound enjoyable. Mm -mm. But as when you really do that shift in your mind, and for me, it really came to understanding that my identity was, hey, I have a God-given birthright to just receive. And so many people have a problem receiving. And when I really made that shift in my mind, I said, God, you know what? Uh, a friend of mine, Tina Holt, texted me that she says, she was a speaker at our women's conference one year. She says, one touch of God's favor is worth more than a lifetime of labor. And I was like, God, mm -hmm. what does this mean to me, right? One touch of your favor is worth more than a lifetime of labor. And he said, the moment you stop striving and you start receiving, business is going to be a lot easier. And you know that on LinkedIn, I onboard clients easily because I believe that I'm not there to go after people. It's like they're attracted to me because I'm learning how to receive that. And mm -hmm. It's a lot easier, man. It's just a lot easier. And people, when you do that shift that you don't have to perform, you got to learn how to receive. Mm -hmm. Business gets a lot easier. And that's where the block is for most people, Chris. It's so true. I do. I just read that. I, I got to show you this. Uh, I just, I'm rereading this book again. You probably read it before the prosperous coach. You know what? I have it. I haven't finished it. Yeah. I've read it. I'm reading it again because I was like, I it was, I was referring it to somebody. I'm like, you know what? I got to read this again. Cause you know, you read something and I'm like, what did I apply? But it's so funny. Cause it was just talking about the fact that so many people are out there trying to create clients. And what you just said is a beautiful, beautiful word. I want to focus on is attract is attract. And I think that's something that we work. We tend to work so hard for something, but in reality, when we, when we step back and surrender and understand the flow of what's happening to us and, and our vibration is in the, in the moment to receive. And this is stuff I wouldn't have been able to talk about two years ago. So I'm like, fuck receive. What, what are you talking about? But I know, <laughs> but I know now I've worn this belief bracelet on my, on my wrist for since like 2010, Patricia, my, my buddy, Patricia gave it to me. I believe, and I surrender now into not being a control freak like I used to be because of my homeless situation, and everything else. I, my coach in 2019, God bless her heart, Sally Anderson said, fuck mate, you're always in, you're always in survivor mode. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I have a beautiful house. I have cars. I have, I have, I have all this stuff. I'm not in survivor mode. I'm not, I'm not afraid of being coming homeless. She goes, no, look at your actions. Look at the way you focus. And I was like, whoa. And then she had me watch this video by Steve Harvey, the, the comedian talk show host video called jump. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. The, I love that video. I watch I, it every once in a while to refocus me. Yes, I've, I've, I should get fucking royalties, but I recommend that video like 17 <laughs> times a week. And she says, go watch this video. She goes, it's less than two minutes. I'm like, less than two minutes? What am I going to get out of this? And in that video, when he talks about the fact that you look at everybody, like we're talking about comparison, you look at everybody else. Oh yeah, Daniel's flying and so-and-so's flying. And all these people are flying. I want to fly too, but in order to fly, you got to jump. You can't fly with your wings, you with your feet still planted on the ground. And that's what so many people, they sit there and they, they okay, I'll, I'll do this and I'll do this, but they never take that final leap of jumping. And you, you were thinking about, I want to go back to your podcast when you were taking that leap of doing something that was completely uncomfortable, walk somebody through that process of going, okay, listen, I want to start something, you know, I want to pivot out of this. I want to change something, but I'm so afraid of the outcome. I'm so afraid of what's going to unfold. Talk to us about that process of letting go and surrendering and understanding, have that belief and that faith and that trust, whether they believe in God or not, that, that it, that it's happening for them. And that perhaps it's just got to be patience or a little extra effort on their part. I would say that the, the, what, what kills your dreams is you want it to be perfect. Perfection is a dream killer. 
when this came for me, it was just really like, man. But the thing is, I had been practicing behind the scenes. I had been practicing. I had my other mic, and I was just like, man. But I was like, you know, just start where you're at. And I always go back to that Zig Ziglar quote that says, you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. Mm-hmm. And success is when preparation meets opportunity. I had been preparing. COVID happened. Happened. The opportunity arose. So was I going to act in spite of the fear? And I and I would tell somebody, you have to act in spite of the fear. The biggest lie that we've been told in society as kids is knowledge is power, right? We used to come home and watch Schoolhouse Rock and say, knowledge is power, Schoolhouse Rock, when we were kids. Yep. But it's the activation and application of that knowledge that is the real power. And most of us, we never apply. And just today at lunch, when we're doing our, our mastermind lunch, somebody was saying, right, well, I, I'm going to read 25 books, right? We brag about how many books we read. No, why don't you just read the same five books 25 times and you get more out of it? when you really learn it, but you rather be like performance-based. Well, I read all these books. I read 30 yeah. books and 50 books. So what do you remember? Because the truth is this, we only, re- we only retain about 15 to 20% of every book we read, if that, mm-hmm. but why don't, why don't you read the same book 25 times and you retain the information and you can really apply it because if you can get more from one or two books and that's what I do, right? I've been, I've been watching the same, we're listening to the same book on audible for the last um, two months because I really want to get it right. I read it to teach it. So, yeah. I would say this, just start where you're at. And when you start where you're at, right there, right where you're at, there where you're at, it doesn't matter where you're at. You don't Mm -hmm. have to have the best podcast microphone. You don't have to have this. You don't have to have that. Just use what you got. And God will take what you got and he'll multiply it more than you can ever imagine. And don't worry about what the other guy got. Just use right there, right where you're at right now, audience, right where you're at. Stop making excuses like Chris says. And just start right there, right where you're at. If you're five feet behind, 10 feet ahead, 20 feet to the side, it doesn't matter. Start there and just be the best you. You don't have to be the best. Just be the best you and measure up to yourself and know that everything you had that day, you gave it what you had. And when you do that, God sees that and he's going to reward that. But so many people, they want to start on top or they want things to be perfect. Like even your podcast, look at how awesome it looks today. This This wasn't the first design you had but as you grew and evolved think about mcdonald's think about um pet boys their branding changes every so every so often and we don't think about that we think it has to be perfect and no perfection is a dream killer Mm -mm. run what they used to say in the racing days run what you brung you know it's it's i love what you say that daniel because so many people are hung up on i was the same way when i was i did a live radio show for two and a half years called the kick-ass radio show and everybody says when are you gonna do a podcast when are you gonna do a podcast it would go to podcast but i was like okay i'm gonna do a podcast and then i started hearing you know podcasts were blowing up and people were doing multi-camera angles and you know i was like okay what microphone do i have and and what streaming and i was just like okay okay and i'm like literally i have a fucking digital voice recorder i can record it into that put it on a audacity post it to anchor fm it's all free and i could have been doing a podcast but i was like no okay what podcast host am i going to use oh there's podbean and there's this and there's that oh am i going to link it to my website okay i'll wait until it all comes together and then i'll announce it and i'll do this whole fuck that i was just like you know what i'm gonna start it on monday and i just started it and i went on and i created this stupid little flyer and i did all that stuff but you're right you just you figure it out as you go marie for for leo she has such a great book it's called everything is figure outable I listen to it on audible. She literally talks about everything that comes up in our life. We figure it out. Right. And I tell people this all the time. Like, do you learn from your mistakes? And most people go, Oh yeah. I'm like, well, go make more. 
But you, like we said, you know, the perspective is like, oh, mistakes are bad. It's like, no, fuck it. They're, they're stepping stones. They're learning opportunities to get where you're going. And I say, go make more, you know, fail your way up. I mean, so many people have, have talked about that. Wayne's Gretzky, you know, I missed a, a million shots that I didn't take and all that good stuff. Um, dude, I love your energy and I love your passion. People are digging this over here. I want to get a couple of comments and then I want people to let uh, let you know where people can get a hold of you. Uh, we got Jacqueline says, I always uh, say disco hasn't died yet. It's just there. Shake your body and shake things up. Yes, you got to shake things up. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the other thing we were talking about fear. It, it had spawned in my brain as well is I tell people like, okay, there's fear and there's excitement and they're like, okay, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so two people are standing in line for a roller coaster. And one person's like, oh my God, this is going to be so much fun. I can't wait till we get to the top. We're going to hold our, are we going to hold our hands up? Yes, we're going to do it. Da, da, da. And you got two people behind going, oh my God, look how high it is. Oh my God, it's going to be so scary. And it's like one person's in fear. One person's in excitement. It's the same emotions. It's what the, it's like you said, it's the label that they're giving. It's like, be excited about stuff. Be excited about it. I'm going to get up today and I'm going to get 99 no's because I know I'm going to get one. Yes. Oh fuck. I got a cold call today. No fuck. You get to call call today. You get to talk to 99 people. They're going to tell you no and then you get one person that tells you yes so look forward to all of that shit that's what i tell people to say kevin hand is in the house what's up kevin he says good evening daniel daniel and tom uh, <laughs> hi tom i'm tom i don't know if I'm tom. uh oh he says daniel and christopher roush uh ray says that was so deep and real yes 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 thank you guys for, for being here um yes uh survival mode is getting old uh, I think Ray is putting up here. I think I'm pretty sure that's going to be the jump link. So if you guys want to go see the, the, the video jump, uh, massively impactful. I, I tell people to go watch it and come back and talk to me. They're like, Oh yeah, I know. Uh, survival of the fittest. We got Barsha in the house. Barsha says, uh, let's see where did the part of Barsha just go? Um, Oh, she goes, Oh, that, uh, you guys are totally right. And awesome. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Daniel Gomez truth. Uh, we got Sonia saying golden nuggets, Daniel. I feel like I'm back in a coaching session with you. <laughs> She's yes. an amazing client. Yeah. We, I've coached her for many years. It was good. She's beautiful, be beautiful people. And, and she's a great example, right? She just, she, she, if you listen to the testimonial she left for me, um, I, I posted every once in a while, she was 70 years old and she found her fire. 70, 70 years old. And she found her fire retired from the government doing amazing now she wrote a book she went and got her biggest contract because she jumped she jumped at 70 think about that right what's it what excuse are you making this into this and i love you sonia you're amazing you're a rock star and i always tell her that because most people would get would have given up and, and and not even looked at what's next but she wrote not just a book another book she's on her second book and it's like because she's moving forward no excuses right no excuses. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Kick ass, rock and roll. Go, go, go. Sonia. It's funny. You mentioned you, when you said 70, that's why I stopped. I was like, I coached a 69 year old woman last year who was uh, trying to fi find her freak flag. She'd been uh, widowed for 13 years, blah, blah, blah. Um, spent six months with her. Yeah. We did, we did six months. Yeah. We did six months or almost a year. Um, and now she just reported uh, two days ago that she's getting married. So we went through the whole process. She started dating while I was coaching her. I, we, she was afraid of what her church was going to say. And I'm like 70 years old, you're getting after it. You're flying your freak flight. You, you told your church, Hey, if you can't accept it, I'm going to go find another church. And now she's rocking and rolling a year later. So yeah, there's, it's never, ever too late. So many people sit there and say, well, it's too late for me. It's like, no, 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 no. So brother, where can people get a hold of you? I've got some of your websites uh, right here. I think we've got uh, Daniel Gomez global, but where can people get a hold of you brother? Cause I know that they're going to want to continue the conversation with you. Yeah. Daniel Gomez, Daniel Gomez is our website. 
and our, my Instagram's at Daniel Gomez Inspire. Send me a DM here on Facebook or on Daniel Gomez Inspires. I'll give your audience a complimentary 45-minute discovery session. My gift to your audience just for tuning in today, that's 45 minutes with Daniel Gomez and no cause just to see if I can help you and add value to you because we all need help, right? We all have blind spots. And the main thing is this is, is I love people. I believe in giving back and you cannot out give God. And the more I give, the more I receive. And it's just, it's just my way of showing my love and whatever I can do to help people out. And our podcast, of course, behind me is a Daniel Gomez Inspire show. We definitely need to get you on there, Chris, too. You know, we want podcasts of the year. So subscribe to our show on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on iHeart. Uh, you know, we want podcasts of the year. We've had some amazing guests and we're international now. So it's, it's just, it's just amazing what you can do when you just jump, man, like you said. And jump. Just, jump. God's not going to let you fall if you put your faith in him. So just do it. And then you can get my book. I have two books. You can go to Amazon. You were born to fly. This book is great for um, self-confidence, leadership, right? Just a, a personal growth book. And if you need help with sales, sticker shock, right? Most people don't make the sales they need to make because A, they don't know the word tracks and B, they don't think they're worthy and deserving. So they're, they don't even ask for the business or like you said, they don't even make the cold cost. So go get these books on Amazon. They're going to help you. And, um, you know, they're, 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 it's a blessing, man, just to really, cause no business survives without revenue, <laughs> right? If you get zero sales, guess what? You're not going to make anything. No, no. It's so, so. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And that's what I, you should go definitely read the prosperous coach. Cause it talks about that in there as well. I always go back to those books and like, okay, what other, like you said, what other nuggets can we get out of this? I've had so many people tell me like, oh, red three can grow rich. And I'm like, do you apply the stuff that's in it? Yes. I'm like, how rich are you? I'm not. Then you're not applying it. Okay. Tell me about, uh, of satisfying your, your third, your, your, with a, the, I tell them about the sex part and they're like, I don't remember that part. I'm like, yeah, you have to, you have to have a hunger for money. Like you have a hunger for sex. And I'm like that was in there. I'm, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing obviously, but, uh, those, yeah. of you guys, those of you guys who have, who've read the book, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, um, on sexual transmutation. <laughs> transmutation. I was trying to figure that word out as I was stumbling over myself, but I was, uh, I wasn't able to I get actually want to bet on that. They're like, Oh yeah. I think you were rich. I'm like, yeah. Dean. I go, you know, there's a chapter about sex. Oh no, they're like, well, yeah, it's called sexual transmutation. It, I don't remember that. I was like, I bet you a hundred bucks. I want a hundred bucks off of that. <laughs> nice. I mean, literally. literally yeah. He's, I mean, I keep it. Yeah. yeah. That's, one, that's one of our Bibles. Then I've got the other one over here. So you got Think and Grow Rich. I know you, you I'm sure you had to read Victor Frankl, Man Search for Meaning. You know, I've never read that one. Oh, dude. This is a game. This one changed my shit big time. Cause I was sitting there like, you know, people sit there and go, well, you make me feel like this and you make me feel like this. You read this firsthand account of a guy that was in a concentration camp and he's like, you can fuck make me do everything, but you can't make me think anything. I don't want to think massively powerful book for people who are in the victim mindset. I'm like, shut up, read this book and come talk to me. And like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that That's anymore. The guy that was in the, in the Holocaust, right? Yeah. They were talking about that at lunch today. I, I didn't know who he was, but they, they brought that book. I, that, that's a sign to read it. You're the second person that see, says see? it. Hey, so yeah, man. But I'll tell you what, thank you for having me on my, on your show, man. It was, it was great. And I'll just say this, right? There, you, there's really nothing that you can't do when you apply your mind to it, right? Talking about mindset. Mm -hmm. The thing is, are you willing to do the work, right? And I don't mean uh, hard work, but are you really, are you really committed to being, the word to be is consistent. If you can be consistent, and not give a crap, not care about what anybody says. And I'm not saying in a rude, arrogant way, but just really no. just do what God puts in your heart to do. Like I do every day. I don't care, right? People like my posts. They do. They don't. I'm not about the likes. I'm about really transforming people's lives. 
And when you realize that even if you help one person every single day, then I did my good deed for the Lord for the day. And the outcome's going to be there. And I can tell you that's been my strategy. God first, family, then business. And because of that strategy in business and in life, we doubled in 2020. We've had a record-breaking first and second quarter. And it's just the beginning, man. And God said, get ready because a rock is getting ready to take off. Mm. And people are going to laugh, right? People that laugh are going to be like, wow. But I just learned not to, right? I, true maturity for me was when I learned, right? You know, we come back from that biker background. You always had to validate, like, right? You know, no, mm. let's, let's step outside. Let's talk. But I don't have to say that no more because now I learned that being quiet is the best sign of maturity and God takes care of the rest. Dude, we cut, we're cut from the same cloth. I so appreciate you, man. We can sit here and talk for hours and hours. I want to have you back on the show and I'd be happy to be on your show as well. So I'm going to stick you backstage, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Daniel, don't go anywhere. Uh, Daniel Gomez, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Ron and Scripted Show. I always promise to try to keep it under an hour. We did an hour and four seconds. I apologize for the extra fucking mindset shifts that you probably guys got. Guys got. Blah, blah, blah. See, I'm even thinking about it in my brain. I'm like, I need to go back and watch this as well because as the interviewer, as the host, I've got, I'm just constantly doing stuff and looking at what you guys are saying. But Daniel dropped some, some massive bombs and I knew he would because I've been in clubhouse rooms with him and I've listened to him for hours and hours and hours. Um, like I said, you know, I don't associate with a lot of people in the personal development space. You don't see me collaborating with a lot of people. I get people approaching me. Hey, Chris, we want you to be the token mascot loudmouth. We want you to be the badass. We want you to be this. I only associate with a few people because, you know, the integrity is is super important to me congruency is super important to me the fact that you do what you say and you walk your talk that's super important to me and daniel does that so take him up on his free advice i mean i'm literally i'm like that better apply to me because i think i'm gonna take a coaching session from daniel we all need coaches we all need mentors we all need people that are that next step that are saying that hey chris you know, i'm gonna get you to the next step and i sit there and say hey josh i'm gonna get you to the next step and then i get to the next step and we sit there and we lift each other up and we make the world a better place for who it is that and what we do there's so much divisiveness going on. I know you guys aren't my divisive crew. I know you're not, but there's a lot of people out there that are trying to split us up. They're trying to, they're trying to say this is wrong and that's wrong. And they're trying to eliminate people from being able to vote. There's so much shit that's going on right now, but each of us, each and every one of us souls, whether you're black, white, straight, gay, Republican, Democrat, whatever label you want to put on it, we're all the same. We're all the same. And I've talked to people who are on the far left. I've talked to people on the far right. I've talked to people who don't know which direction to go. They're in the middle of just going like, I don't know what to fucking do. I don't know what to fucking do. At the end of the day, you got to have a, you got to have meaning and purpose in your life, right? You got to have, you got to have self-love for yourself. You got to be able to be around the environments that are going to be conducive to getting you where you want to go. So stop and take responsibility right now. And I mean, responsibility for where you're at, because where you're at is a result of the actions and the choices that you guys have been taking. Sorry, there, I'm your coach. There, I'm your coach. We call it the accountability mirror. Go to the accountability mirror. What legacy do you want to leave? Tomorrow morning, before you open your eyes, here's my recommendation. Say what you're grateful for. Before you open your eyes, say what you're grateful for. And then again, after that, say what your intentions are for the day. So I want you to be specific and commit to this every single day, what you're grateful for and then what your intentions are. And I hope that your intention isn't one of them. I hope I intend to be angry at stupid shit today. I intend on being mean to people who don't deserve it. I intend on being grouchy in my car for no fucking reason. I intend on being an asshole to my coworker at work. No, 
No, I want you to get up and say, my intention today is to be present and playful with my kids. My intention today is to be a good example of a husband and wife. My intention today is to bring positivity and joy into the world. My intention today, start your day with the right intention, with gratitude in your heart and watch what happens and watch what explodes. Um, I love you guys dearly. I'm gonna let you guys go here because some of you guys are on the on the East Coast, but I appreciate each and every one of you spending your time here live with us or on the replay again, again, again. I uh, just wanna let you know, thank you so much for Barsha for being here. Uh, Sonia says, excellent. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Look at this, Daniel's already here. Look at, he's got here. He's like, book your complimentary show. Do it, do it, ladies and gentlemen. Jeez, I mean, that's amazing. Uh, look at, he's, you see, he's already, he's already in here commenting. He's like, what's going on? Appreciate you, my friend. That is customer service. That is what's going on. Ray says, well done, Christopher. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. I'm still waiting on your message reply. I'm not, you're not getting away from me, dude. Uh, so yes, uh, Robert's in the house. Scott's in the house. Scott says, uh, fantastic show. Thank you, Daniel and Christopher. You're most welcome. Thank you for spending your time with us. And if you feel inclined, share this shit out, share it out. Tell somebody, say, hey, listen, man, you've been in a pissy mood. You need to really watch this and take notes. Don't be afraid to say shit to your friends. I mean, that's one thing I was sitting there and you're like, oh, my best friend, my best friend, this, you know, do you tell your best friend the truth? Well, no. Well, if your best friend's being a downer and an asshole and whatever, a victim, then say, hey, listen, watch this show, fucker. <laughs> uh, Daniel doesn't swear, but I do. Uh, Sonia says, Daniel is the best coach, life-changing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Sonia. Robert says, grateful for your brother, for all you hear and grateful for me. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Ray says, I love it when Chris does the Dennis Miller rant. Who's Dennis Miller? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm old enough. Yes, I'm old enough. Dennis Miller, whatever happened to him? You guys are amazing. Can I quote you, Kevin? Thank you so much, brother, for being here. Again, share the shit out if you'd love it. And uh, thank you for being here every single uh, Tuesday night. And look who is here right at the bottom. She goes, another great day here. Love starting my day with meditation and gratitudes. Thank you, Pamela, for being here. Love you, darling. Um, so there you guys have it. Another episode of the uh, the Ron and Scripted Show with Christopher Roush. Again, we're on podcast. So go to ChristopherRoush.com. Go to media, see podcast. Click subscribe for your favorite uh, your favorite show or your favorite platform. And then you can go back and listen to all the shows that you might have missed before. So I love you guys. Stay classy, stay kick-ass. And we will see you next time here on the Ron and Scripted Show. Go out there and be the change you bitch about, okay? <laughs>